To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws which he set before us. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 107, page 476. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, and his mercy endureth forever. Let them give thanks whom the Lord hath redeemed and delivered from the hand of the enemy. And gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They went astray in the wilderness out of the way and found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. So they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them forth by the right way, that they might go to the city where they dwelt. Oh, that men would therefore praise the Lord for his goodness, and declare the wonders that he doeth for the children of men. For he satisfieth the empty soul, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being fast bound in misery and iron. Because they rebelled against the words of the Lord, and lightly regarded the counsel of the Most Highest. He also brought down their heart through heaviness. They fell down, and there was none to help them. So when they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, he delivered them out of their distress. For he brought them out of darkness, and out of the shadow of death, and brake their bonds in sunder. Oh, that men would therefore praise the Lord for his goodness and declare the wonders which that he doeth for the children of men. 
for he hath broken the gates of brass and smitten the bars of iron in sunder foolish men are plagued for their offense and because of their wickedness their soul abhorred all manner of meat and they were even hard at death's door so when they cried unto the lord in their trouble he delivered them out of their distress he sent his word and healed them and they were saved from their destruction oh that men would therefore praise the lord for his goodness and declare the wonders that he doeth for the children of men that they would offer unto him the sacrifice of thanksgiving and tell out his works with gladness that they go they that go down to the sea in ships and occupy their business in great waters these men see the works of the lord and his wonders in the deep for at his word the stormy wind ariseth which lifteth up the waves thereof they are carried up to the heaven and down again to the deep their soul melteth away because of the trouble they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits end so when they cry unto the lord in their trouble he delivereth them out of their distress for he maketh the storm to cease, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they are at rest, and so he bringeth them unto the haven where they would be. O oh, that men would therefore praise the Lord for his goodness, and declare the wonders that he doeth for the children of men. That they would exalt him also in the congregation of the people, and praise him in the seat of the elders. He turneth the floods into a wilderness, and drieth up the water springs. A fruitful land maketh he barren for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. Again he maketh the wilderness a standing water, and water springs of a dry ground. And there he setteth the hungry, that they may build them a city to dwell in. That they may sow their land and plant vineyards, to yield them fruits to of increase. He blesseth them, so that they multiply exceedingly, and suffereth not their cattle to decrease. And again, when they are minished and brought low, through oppression, through any plague or trouble. Though he suffer them to be evil and treated through tyrants, and let them wander out of the way in the wilderness. Yet helpeth he the poor out of the misery, and maketh them households like a flock of sheep. The righteous will consider this and rejoice, and the mouth of all wickedness shall be stopped. Whoso is wise will ponder these things, and they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixteenth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. The word of the Lord also came to me, saying, You shall not take a wife, nor shall you have sons or daughters in this place. For thus says the Lord concerning the sons and daughters who are born in this place, and concerning their mothers who bore them, and their fathers who begot them in this land. They shall die gruesome deaths. They shall not be lamented, nor shall they be buried. But they shall be like refuse on the face of the earth. They shall be consumed by the sword and by famine, and their corpses shall be meat for the birds of heaven and for the beasts of the earth. For thus says the Lord, do not enter the house of mourning, nor go to lament or bemoan them. For I have taken away my peace from this people, says the Lord, loving kindness and mercies. 
Both the great and the small shall die in this land. They shall not be buried. Neither shall men lament for them, cut themselves, nor make themselves bald for them. Nor shall men break bread in mourning for them, to comfort them for the dead. Nor shall men give them the cup of consolation to drink for their father or their mother. Also you shall not go into the house of feasting to sit with them, to eat and drink. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will cause to cease from this place, before your eyes and in your days, the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. And it shall be, when you show this people all these words, and they say to you, why has the Lord pronounced all this great disaster against us? Or what is our iniquity? Or what is our sin that we have committed against the Lord our God? Then you shall say to them, Because your fathers have forsaken me, says the Lord, they have walked after other gods and have served them and worshipped them and have forsaken me and not kept my law. And you have done worse than your fathers. For behold, each one follows the dictates of his own evil heart, so that no one listens to me. Therefore, I will cast you out of this land, into a land that you do not know, neither you nor your fathers, and there you shall serve other gods day and night, where I will not show you favor. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that it shall, be no, more, it shall no more be said, the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, but the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands where he had driven them. For I will bring them back into their land which I gave to their fathers. Behold, I will send for many fishermen, says the Lord, and they shall fish them. And afterward I will send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and every hill and out of the holes of the rocks. For my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from my face, nor is their iniquity hidden from my eyes. And first I will repay double for their iniquity and their sin, because they have defiled my land. They have filled my inheritance with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable idols. O Lord, my strength and my fortress, my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles shall come to you from the ends of the earth and say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, worthlessness, and unprofitable things. Will a man make gods for himself which are not gods? Therefore, behold, I will this once cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, 
as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begin at the 14th verse of the 13th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. So when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down into the house, nor enter to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter, for in those days there will be tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the creation, which God created until this time, nor ever shall be. And unless the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh would be saved, but for the, but for the elect's sake whom he chose, he shortened the days. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, he is there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. But take heed, see, I have told you all things beforehand. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant we beseech thee, Almighty God, that we who for our evil deeds do worthily deserve to be punished, by the comfort of thy grace may mercifully be relieved, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, 
create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. We begin tonight in Psalm 107, which is a psalm, uh, a lengthy psalm that has a recurring motif um, that reflects on a concept that was that's enshrined in um, in the in the Torah, a concept especially in the Book of Deuteronomy. And that is this notion that in relation to the covenant, um, faithfulness um, is this thing that that produces and ensures stability. Um, in the land um, to which they're entering in, and faithlessness before the covenant um, is a is the, the beginning of ruin and dissolution, and that these two things are associated with each other, um, generally speaking. And so, um, when we're when we're thinking about this in the psalm, when he says, you know, for unfaithfulness they were sort of diminished and made weak and made and brought away or sent into exile. Um, this is a this is sort of a re reflecting upon a timeless um, truth um, that that is defined by that kind of covenant relationship that faithfulness and fidelity um, is it means sort of longevity and generations uh, to come and faithlessness means the opposite of it it means to be dissolved and to be sort of rolled up as a people and so it always reminds us that um, despite the elaborate political machinations that we see on display throughout the old testament histories um, that it's never the case that um, anything but that foundational covenant relationship um, is ensuring israel's longevity in the land even after the division of the kingdom um, and that's why you know as we move into jeremiah to it and situate this drama within a particular historical time that being the state of Jerusalem prior to the Babylonian invasion, um, we're dealing with, again, that, that timeless um, truth that's now come to bear and is, and is at play um, in, in, in the relationship of the southern kingdom and its capital, Judah, um, to God. Um, and so uh, we, we see on display here Jeremiah being told to embody prophetically the state of Jerusalem. Um, and we have to always remember that Jerusalem itself is a kind of prophetic symbol that vicariously represents the whole of Israel. It's kind of like the head um, that is that that is that you know that's connected to the rest of the body. What what goes on in Jerusalem and what happens to Jerusalem has a representative relationship to really the whole soul of that people in the land, the promised land. And so when Jeremiah in the midst of Jerusalem is told not to marry or to have children and to forego those things, um, it's because he is to serve as a prophetic symbol um, that the uh, of, a, of a couple of things. First, um, his foregoing of a marriage um, reflects this kind of, um, reflects this estrangement and this covenant problem that is besetting the Southern Kingdom and, and Israel. 
um, and is the set and is and is the the reason they're going to be rolled up as a kingdom and and and, and sent into captivity in Babylon, that uh, that you know to act first of all practically as though there's a future involved for the southern kingdom would be uh, to tell to tell something that isn't true. Um, Jeremiah uh, has been told that ruin is going to happen, um, and and so he's called to you know to to act as though this thing that has not yet come to pass will come to pass. And is also reflecting in that this kind of barrenness, this unmarried, un, this childless, to be this unmarried, childless man um, that reflects the kind of barrenness of, of unfaithful Israel at this moment in time. Um, and that his, his sort of prophetic role is to is to be in chains at times and then to be childless at times as a way of reflecting the kind of, um, if we might see it that way, the nuptial infidelity of Israel in its covenant marriage to their God. Um, and so Jeremiah is having to kind of carry that in his body as a way of saying that, no, something yet is to come. That is, um, that means that I should, that, you know, that I cannot make plans for an immediate future um, and faithfulness to that sort of present barrenness and that present, um, that present loneliness um, underscores the true condition of this present moment, but also defers um, that desire that I might have to a future reality uh, that faithfulness will bring this, that sort of vindication that will ultimately happen that God promises, but it, and it requires that kind of faithfulness in the moment. And then that's reflected, of course, again, in a different moment in Israel's history in our second lesson tonight in St. Mark's gospel as Jesus, the, you know, this, the, who is, who is this great, who's the great prophet um, is, you know, we might see his own sort of um, celibacy in this light. Sometimes, uh, the celibacy of Jesus is is seen in a kind of as a way of of, de, of denouncing the goodness of marriage. But we might we have to always read Jesus's action as a kind of prophetic symbol, symbolism of the the true nature of the times. Um, and like Jeremiah, Jesus is is indicating in his teaching in, in Mark 13 the impending doom of Jerusalem once again, um, and that it is going to be rolled up for what it is. And so his, the deferral of that in of, of uh, the deferral of a marriage. Um, can be seen, you know, echoing Jeremiah as the as the way of saying the way of things right now is about to be rolled up, and it sort of anticipates a greater a greater thing yet to come, or another a, a vindication yet to come that is worth that kind of um, symbolic loneliness and that kind of symbolic childlessness here, because it's deferring to a, a greater thing that's on the horizon. So, um, as as Christians who are living in the sort of in this in who are living in the age we are. Um, and being sort of filled with the Holy Spirit means that we're called to embody a kind of prophetic ministry to the world. And that means for us that we always have to be living in light of the thing that God has promised to do. And that in our own time, that may mean foregoing something, that might mean abstaining from something, that might mean um, kind of walking about in a way that does not sync up with the kind of seasons and times of the world. Because as Christians, we know that the way of things as they are now is being rolled up. It has a very definite time to it. It will end. And we are living in light of the thing that is yet to come, like Jeremiah did, like our Lord did. And now, you know, we are living after the manner of our Lord, awaiting the kingdom that is yet to come. And so that may mean we look a little weird or that we have to live in a way now that does not allow us a full participation in the way things currently are. So that we might um, wait faithfully um, and 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 await the kind of the vindication and the consummation of that thing that God is doing beyond the horizon line there. So, 
a couple of thoughts for us as we uh, approach uh, Lent, the end of Lent and, uh, and the Passion Tide to come, um, where that's thrown into sharp relief. Turning now to the intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining in tonight. And thanks to my co-leader, Rochelle. Hope you all have a wonderful evening. Thank you. 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 Night, everybody. Good night.